This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Capital One and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, we want gentlemen, let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime. to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving! Hello again, it's Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. We are so glad that you have joined us, Aaron Everham and Steve Post, zooming our way through this pandemic, and Aaron, we got to see the world of outlaws this weekend. Did you have fun watching that? I had a blast, and I, I put a tweet out, but I really meant it. I don't think I really even knew how much I missed real racing. You know, I, I knew that I missed it, but I was so excited to watch it. I was like a little kid, all excited, tuned in, and, uh, man, it was just great to hear them and see them and feel like we're getting a little bit of normalcy back in our lives. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Yep. It really is. And and then and the good news is it's just a step. This is not where we're going to end up uh, with no crowds or anything, but it's a step. So a salute to the world of outlaws and, and Dirt Vision and Knoxville Raceway for getting us this next step and getting us so that we're uh, we're just all fired up and excited about it and uh, really, really neat stuff. Aaron, I was so excited about it. I even made I even made hot dogs for dinner that night just to simulate I was at the racetrack. That's how fired up I was. Cold, frosty beer and a hot dog is what I had for that night. Now, did you go throw a little dirt in there to make it even more realistic? I didn't. I, I should have. I should have. We don't have that black zook dirt, yeah. or I would have done that. You know, I mean, if we had that. The red clay doesn't taste as good. Yeah, the red clay doesn't do it. That is for sure. It is, uh, it is, uh, it, it was so much fun this past weekend. It really was. And I think it just makes us appreciate what we had and appreciate the sport that we love so much. Uh, when it's taken away from you to get a little taste of it back. And uh, uh, hopefully that's just, uh, it's just, we'll get some more of it here over the next few weeks as the schedule lays out there. Let's take a look at our classicing screen printing and embroidery hot topics. And that race at uh, Knoxville, Aaron, what a thriller that one was. Holy cow. Not only did we have a race, but we had a great race. I was just going to say that the race was fantastic. And the track prep, I know we talk about the Duncans a lot, but considering they haven't had a race on that track since last year, 
that was pretty fantastic. They did an excellent job, and the drivers didn't disappoint either. No, they really didn't, and it turned into a wild one at the end with David Gravel picking up the win. We're going to talk with David uh, a little bit later on in the program. Ian Madsen was second. Logan Schuhart was third. Let's see, Darren Pittman and Corey Eliasson completed the top five. The next night, the 410 racers, and a few of them were uh, in common between the tracks, were at St. Francis County Raceway. How about Sunshine? Tyler Courtney picking up the win. The reigning USEC midget champ, and uh, boy, he put a wing on top and, and, and still parked it on the front stretch. I know. I love seeing that. You know, obviously, I've been friends with the Clawson family for a long time, and their big wing debut was a, a big event. So to see them park in victory lane was really awesome. Really cool. So congratulations to Sunshine and everyone there. Marysville Speedway in California, they had a pair of 360 races. DJ Neto and Brett Youngman picked up the wins there. And, um, well, I think that's as far as the, the races go. There was some great 305 racing across the country, too. And, uh, and, and really, Aaron, I think, that's, uh, I think that's the other hot topic is some are, some aren't. Some are somewhere in the middle. I mean, this is, this is crazy times we're living in here. It really is crazy times. I'm just thankful this week we have some real racing to talk about. And I'm not knocking racing whatsoever, but it's actually nice to talk about some real results and then see some things in the future scheduled. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's more coming down the road. And as different states have different things open up, we'll have to see how this all unfolds. But uh, yeah, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. That's for sure. And uh, boy, I'm telling you what, it was so much fun this weekend. It really, truly was. And can't wait to get to the racetrack for real. Uh, I'm actually going to get to the racetrack, the NASCAR track this week with Darlington as uh, we fire that off on Sunday. So I'm very excited about that. Very, very uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up about that. We got all of our gear and everything together. Oh my gosh, this is, this is, it's going to be social distancing. I literally, Aaron, might be going to Darlington and might not see anybody but our engineer. Uh, I'm going to be in a turn. I'm going to be in turn number three. I'm standing on top of a building off from turn number three. Uh, but I'll be glad to be at the racetrack and hear those cars roar by, that's for sure. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend, that's for sure. And then you have your Classic Inc. screen printing and embroidery hot topics, www.classicinkusa, offering full custom driver apparel and crew wear options, full service embroidery department specializing in headwear and outerwear. They have an experienced design team, an experienced sales department, and they have it all, Aaron. They do, and it's not just for racing, for local businesses, school districts, sports teams, you name it. Uh, some of the drivers are Sheldon Hodenshield, Donnie Schatz, Danny Dietrich, David Stremme with Lethal Chassis, Tony Stewart, Brian Brown, the list goes on. No doubt. It is great. ClassicIncUSA.com. That's www.ClassicIncUSA.com. All right. We've talked about it. Let's take a listen to it. For those of you watching video, let's take a look at it. It was the final lap and a half. On Friday night, Ian Madsen, the race leader, David Gravel stalking him down. It was on Dirt Vision. Tony Bachoven and Johnny Gibson with the call. It's our Drydeen Diesel All-Deftifying Move of the Week. And now for the Drydeen Deftifying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. David Gravel getting a run down the back straightaway to the inside. Your race is for the lead. Will there be a slider? No. He tries them in all. Ian gets over the cushion and losing the lead off of four. David Gravel takes the lead as they cross under the white flag. That deaf-defying move was brought to you by Drydeen Diesel All Deaf, the official deaf of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information.
pride. Passion. Performance. We are. We are. We are Team Dryden. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. One of our great partners, and uh, they're, they're still rolling the diecast out. That's for sure. Uh, diecast are coming in, diecast are going out, and uh, Plan B Sales. Uh, they were founded in 2010. They started as a Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor, but it has grown to Auto World, Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, University of Racing. They have a huge collection of Sam Bass artwork, huge inventory for Plan B Sales. Yep, and they have partnerships with Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and lots of other drivers. And right now you can use a promo code MRN for free shipping on orders over $20. And now joining us on the hotline uh, after the win on Friday night out at the famed uh, Knoxville Raceway, David Gravel's on the line. Hello, David. Welcome into Wing Nation. What's going on, guys? How are you? Uh, I am doing well. Dude, it had to be A, great to get back behind the wheel of a race car, and B, even better. To, to win that race on Friday night. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, with how stacked of a field was going to be, I was just nervous just to make the show. I mean, you just didn't know what was going to happen. You qualify bad, put yourself in a hole. Uh, you just don't know what could happen. So to have the night we did, it, it felt really good. Um, just just a weird situation with nobody there. Um, but happy to be back in the race car and know uh, I still know how to drive. <laughs> See, when you when you say that you still know how to drive is there some sense as a driver of like a, a first day jitters I mean and you probably have them a little bit in Volusia but then it was almost like another winter break um do, is it any more nerve-wracking after you've been off for a while for sure you know it's it's Knoxville uh it was really cold so the air was nearly just as good as Volusia so we're making more horsepower there at Knoxville than we ever have uh, usually the air is around like 3,000 feet and it was like 300 feet so um, we were making a ton of power um, and it felt really fast and hot laps you know things putting you in the seat big time so that was a little bit of an eye-opener but it almost felt that you're somewhat out of control and you couldn't run it wide open in the heat race and anything after that uh, just because if you were you're kind of just all over the place. Mm, fascinating it really is it really is uh, is as, as a guy's never done it before it's interesting to hear you talk about it so um so with the the whopping three laps of uh of uh hot laps that you had uh and you mentioned that you mentioned that you needed to get a good qualifying run was there was 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 it like riding a bike was it was it just uh, you know where where did you where where in that that whopping three laps of hot laps did you say okay i think we're going to be all right again that's a reason why i was nervous going into this event because yeah. We get three laps of hot laps. I mean, what if the car was terrible? What if I got stuck behind a slower guy? You know, there's so many things that could happen, and you don't learn anything in hot laps. So, luckily, I was a little bit later in qualifying to watch guys and what lines to run. So, I knew going into qualifying, 
I'm running the top both laps. I'm not messing around with running the bottom at all. So I just went out there and ran the best two laps I could around the top. And uh, luckily, I've kept my uh, quick time streak going. So I'm undefeated so far in outlaw competition. Wow, that's impressive. David, you mentioned after the race, and you kind of just hit on it talking about um, even hot laps. But a bunch of the drivers talked about the track being a little bit tricky. Watching from Dirt Vision, it looked like typical Knoxville. But you mentioned it in a few other drivers that it was almost, I think you used the word treacherous. And a few people said it was really hard to hit your marks. What was different about the track? Well, I think because it was so cold, there the cushion had a lot of grip, and then the bottom had one strip of grip, not quite a full car length. But I think it being so cold, it was so there was so much moisture, and actually off a of turn two, it formed like a berm or cushion on the bottom. So you can enter really good to the center, but on exit, there was like a big hump there, and that's why I was throwing the cars all around like crazy. Um, and typically that doesn't happen. And then the cushion. Uh, one and two was pretty good, but three and four, right in the middle, the curb was built up pretty high and got kind of treacherous and kind of why I stayed away from it. Wow, absolutely amazing. You and Ian both talk post-race about opportunities and mistakes. Um, you both talk about the, the, the ones that got away from you and then uh, and the um, the bold move. Was there, was there a point in that race where you're like, okay, this is not going to happen? And, and another one of those opportunities presented itself as, as the last eight or ten laps of that race unfolded. It seems like you had three or four chances, and all but one of those chances went away. What was, what was that like mentally from the driver's seat? Yeah, you know, I thought I was running at a decent pace, and then I was in third there, and then I started hitting the bottom and got to Darren and then hit some two good laps, and then I was, boom, I was right on Ian and, and got by him and then went and ran the bottom of three and four, and you know, bad luck. Uh, the lap car ran the bottom and pulled off on the front stretch and I had to let off the gas and Ian got back by me. And, you know, that kind of showed Ian, I think, maybe to step up his game uh, from there on out because, I mean, I poked my nose several times, but I couldn't get by him and, and keep him behind me. So um, I think he stepped it up and then every single lap car we dealt with ran the bottom. And obviously I was committed to the bottom there. And, uh, you know, those things didn't go my way, but that race actually felt really like like slow, like it went by really slow. And it felt like it was a 40-lap race, not a 30-lap race. So luckily it was 30 laps and not 25 like it normally was because I thought I made too many mistakes and he got away from me too many times that my opportunity to win was going to be completely gone. Um, I feel like if we were all sharp in the middle of the summer, you know, I wouldn't have won that race. The, the leader would have won that race. But um, luckily, he made uh, a mistake in three and four, and I gained about 10 car lengths and was back in striking distance and was able to get it done. Wow, that's really interesting. David, what was it like to be in a World of Outlaws victory lane? And I know you mentioned it earlier, and there's no fans there. Um, your interviews were far away. It's, I guess, what we call our new normal, hopefully only for a short period of time. But what was it like to be one of the few people that actually got to be at the track the other day? Yeah, I would just say it was weird, you know, just it, it didn't feel like a real race. I mean, not as much excitement. Like I was extremely excited when the checkered flag flew, like I was flailing my arms around like a little kid. But um, victory lane wasn't the same. You know, there's not people taking pictures and the crowd's not cheering and they still blew the confetti and stuff like that. But, you know, you want to hug your crew guys and uh, family members and stuff. And you weren't able to do that. But 
uh, it all made up for it when they told me somebody put an extra five grand on top of the winner's purse. So I was happy with that. Happy that with that, nice and uh, happy that uh, there was a uh, your your a number one little fan Jax was uh, celebrating a birthday. Uh, had to be neat to bring him that birthday gift as well. Yeah, for sure. If you guys heard, uh, his favorite number is five. That's what I drew in the dash draw. Uh, so I was just along from the ride from there. So uh, it, the day before was Phil's birthday. So it was good to uh, hop in. You know, there's always expectations for me and JJR to, con to compete at a high level at Knoxville. And, you know, it was cool to just keep that going. That's great. David, we saw on social media yesterday that you were uh, in town in Charlotte area. What are you doing here visiting? Any uh, NASCAR stuff in the works? Yeah, so I was here last week for the FS1 Chili Bowl race. That was fun. Um, and then I flew to Knoxville, then flew back here. I had simulator time this morning uh, with Chevy uh, at 7.20 this morning. So I did that for two hours and uh, just visited the guys here at GMS. But uh, preparing for Charlotte, May 26th on Tuesday. So looking forward to that. I've never raced a truck in my life. I practice at Texas, but uh, we're just hopping right in the race. No qualifying, no practice. We're just hopping right in. Oh, what do you – yeah. See, in, in, in NASCAR, we do three hours of practice, not three laps. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. The, the, the challenge is, is that many of these guys have 30 years of NASCAR racing. So um, you, you mentioned the Charlotte truck race. Is, is, is that all you know right now? Is we, you, you had a partial schedule. We're under this weird, we don't know when we're racing. Is, is is that all you know or where you're at right now when the truck series starts? Yeah, right now, you know, the World of Outlaws don't have, a you know, obviously a full schedule out, neither does NASCAR. So um, my first priorities are to hit all the crown jewel races um, and sprint car racing and not miss any of those. I was supposed to run Chicago, and, you know, they just canceled that race. So uh, I know Eldora's on the list um, and some more mile-and-a-half tracks, Texas. Kentucky, um, Charlotte. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see how the schedules play out here. It's a little bit difficult because you kind of want to see where and when you're going to race, and uh, it, it's a little bit frustrating. But I mean, we have no other choice but to wait this thing out and and see how it plays out. So hopefully, uh, I'm supposed to be running six races this year. Hopefully, it, it all goes through, and I'm able to be on the track six times. Initially, my last race was going to be Eldora, so. I thought I would have had a good amount of seat time in a truck and I would have had a you know, fairly decent shot at running well at Eldora. So we're just going to see how this all plays out and, and hopefully uh, I don't make any too hard decisions on picking between the truck and the sprint car. Yeah. David, I got to ask you, you mentioned that you've been flying a lot. For those of us who used to fly a lot and haven't, what does that look like right now? Yeah, so I just started flying. I flew, you know, three times in like five days. But um, everyone obviously has to wear a mask on the plane. Uh, I think it's optional in the airport. Um, but I believe they're doing a good job cleaning the airplanes. Uh, I got my Clorox wipes. One, once I sit down, wipe everything down, uh, hand sanitize when I'm done with that. And then when I get off, I'll either wash my hands or hand sanitize but some uh charlotte airport had a decent amount of traffic um des moines airport was completely dead um if there's three uh seats in each row like on each side they'll have the middle seat empty so nobody sits next to each other um so they have people spread out and then when i noticed when i was booking flights i mean charlotte to like west palm beach there would be like eight flights each day now there's only like three flights 
each day now. So they just cut down on how many flights are going in and out. And, uh, you know, ticket prices are now expensive again because I think there's just less flights to choose from. Yeah, it is. It's 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 expensive, limited. It's uh, it's crazy times. I'm I'm sure. David, uh, we appreciate your time joining us today. Congratulations on that World of Outlaw win. Motor Racing Network's going to be in Charlotte covering your Truck Series start. So we look forward to covering you there as you get your maiden voyage in the in the trucks at uh, at Charlotte. But uh, thanks for joining us. Safe travels, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me, and hopefully we see you soon. There we go. David Gravel joining us fresh off from that trip to Victory Lane. Stay with us. When we come back, Josh Baufman joins us to talk about his big race in West Texas. Hey, Ashley, what are you up to? Oh, I just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples. Now I just have to decide which ones. You can never go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp, and full of perfectly balanced flavor. Oh, hey. You could always go with one of their classics, the Gala or Fuji. They're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of eastern Washington, Sage Fruit Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears to consumers all year long. Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys. I'll race you to the checkout. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. We are having a ball. Okay, so we just got done with David Gravel talking about Friday's race. Aaron, I almost feel like we're midsummer because now we're talking about tonight's race. Yes, Tuesday and Wednesday night racing. Josh Baufman is uh, putting together the West Texas Crude Nationals, and Josh joins us now on the phone. Hello, Josh. Welcome into Wing Nation. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on here. Well, it is great to chat with you. Uh, the whole idea of putting this race together in COVID-19 on lockdown, uh, how did this idea, tell us Tell us how you got to this point, Josh. Well, growing up in West Texas, it's kind of uh, it's kind of hard to put a race like this on out here. And um, there's a little bit of racing, but not a whole lot of sprint car racing. So um, with uh, my teams being kind of idle, just like everybody else's, um, I came up here and tested with my 410 um, a few weeks ago. And talking with a track owner, he thought it'd be really neat to try to put a race on here for uh, with some of these bigger name guys. And um, I kicked it around a little bit, you know, because I mean, obviously right now, you know, you don't know if they're going to let you do it, if the county, the city is going to allow you to do it. And um, so with our governor lifting everything um, to at least 25%, you know, a week or so ago, it allowed me to, uh, to at least send in and, you know, and, and propose it to them. And um, it took a little bit, a couple of days to get back with me. And uh, they said they were fine with it with, uh, without any fans. Um, which is, you know, it's kind of weird, you know, the circumstances we're in here. But um, I'm going to allow, um, you know, 800, 900 people there in the pits. Um, um, basically, that's the capacity of the of the 25%. So, um, but yeah, I mean, to, to put a race on like this and have the guys just come out here and support it, um, it's kind of cool. I mean, I just don't see there's any other opportunity other than now for me to be able to put this kind of race on out here and get the quality of cars that come out here and support me. So um you know these teams are hungry me being a car owner myself um you know i have crews and and you know aaron's you know basically you know he runs for uh, races for a living and um so being able to support these guys and put on a good purse you know i put together a purse that um 
that is, um, you know, pretty steep. I mean, it's 800 to start the first night, 1,000 for the second night. And, um, you know, that's up there in, in the, you know, 410 world. That's a pretty good purse, even for a 410. So, um, you know, that's kind of what I want. I want to support the car owners and these teams and, and um, you know, hopefully with Speed Shift uh, doing this deal and a lot of these fans can uh, tune in and watch a great race. Now, Josh, we know of you as the race car driver, the car owner. Um, is promoting something you have done before or you've been interested in? Is it something other than this one event? Do you Would you like to do more of it? Um, you know, I grew up owning the racetrack. My family owned a racetrack here in West Texas growing up. So um, I've been around the promoting side of things here and there. And it's not always the easiest thing to do, you know. Uh, you know, I don't envy these promoters and track owners at all. Um, to deal with, you know, race car drivers and car owners like myself, it's not always the easiest thing to do. And, um, no, it seems like no matter what you do, you always make somebody mad. And, um, you know, so I think it's cool. Um, it's obviously, a, you know, obviously a lot of work to put this deal together and, um, you know, get everybody to, you know, kick in and, and come down here and support it. I mean, these guys that, you know, I'm sitting here with, with Corey Eliason and these guys, you know, parked next to me here. And, you know, they drove all night to get here from Knoxville and, and, um, and then turn around and we're going to leave out Thursday morning and, and head to Jackson, Minnesota, which is 16 and a half hours from here. So um, that's why I think any other time it would be tough to get them to come out here. And, um, but I'm thankful they, they're supporting this still. That is neat. I hadn't thought about the perspective of, uh, of this as an opportunity to do that. And I think that's, uh, I think that's, uh, that, that's pretty cool. That's for sure. Now, I, I, I find it interesting because you've gone with the 360, the Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour rules, but you're using the all-star format, okay? Uh, tell us the, the, the reason for both of those decisions. Um, you know, obviously you've known me, you know, before I got into with Aaron and, and my started running the 410s, I, I raced 360s and, right. and, um, as a car owner, it's hard to travel a lot of miles and, and to go draw a pill and, and be, and you can't, you can't determine your own destination basically. And, and um, you know, with these guys traveling all the way out here, I wanted them to have a fair opportunity and, and, um, to go out there and, and be able to qualify. And I talked with a few car owners from um, these bigger teams that's out here. And the only reason they're supporting this deal and drove out here is because I'm not doing the pill draw format. Um, and I'm going with the qualifying format and doing these different things, because like I said, you travel 15 hours and you have a bad pill draw um, and you start in the back of your heat race and it's passing points. You're, you're at the mercy of the racetrack at that point and, and, uh, and who you draw. So um, I love the all-star format. I love, you know, racing with Tony and those guys, they do a great job, but, I think, which I think is the fairest format in, in racing. Um, and it doesn't matter if the track conditions, it doesn't matter who you draw because you qualify against your heat race. And um, it gives everybody that the same opportunity. So, um, you know, and I also did, um, you know, I didn't go with AS, with the ASCS tire or the uh, outlaw tire. I opened it up to where you can run H's or mediums. Um, but the simple fact is, me being a um, a 410 car owner, I didn't want to have to go out and buy all mediums to come race and vice versa for, for some of these um, ASCS guys. You know, I wanted the guys to be able to run what they had and uh, not go out and spend a bunch of money right now because, um, you know, obviously we haven't been racing. We haven't been making any money doing these things. And um, and quite honestly, I don't know if you've seen it, but oil is at negative $40 a barrel. <laughs> and, uh, but, I mean, I, I just uh, – I, I just wanted – 
these teams to be able to support me and not have to spend a lot of money. So I kind of left it open um, to try to make it as reasonable on everybody and give everybody the same opportunity. Well, that's great. But if I was a team owner or still a driver, I'd be coming for that trophy. That trophy is one of the coolest trophies I've ever seen. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, Wayne Pretty, my crew chief, kind of been helping me put this deal together. And um, I wanted something that's unique. You know, it may never happen again. It may happen. I don't know. But um, so I talked with Plea and we called him. I know he's a great fabricator. And, and I kind of had an idea what I wanted. And I sent him some pictures because, um, you know, that's the, that's the business I'm in and, and different things. And being where we're from here in West Texas, um, Joey Saldana actually picked him up for me yesterday in St. Louis and brought him down to me. And, you know, Joey was saying himself, that's probably one of the coolest trophies he's ever seen. And, and um, he'd love to have something like that in his man cave. I mean, it, it has, you know, it's battery powered and turn the switch on and off and the pump jack goes up and down. And, and um, they're very unique. I mean, it's, you know, that takes us back to what it, I, I feel like we used to race for. These guys used to race for trophies and, and um, you know, something that you can hold on to and have a memory with. And, uh, you know, being we're out here in the middle of nowhere, I kind of wanted someone to have something that was unique and, and uh, just in case I never got the opportunity again. So nice, nicely done. Spoken, uh, spoken like uh, Terry McCarl, who loves, uh, who's a, who's a, who's a, who's a trophy freak as far as that goes. And I think uh, I saw fleece pictures of that. That looked really, really cool. So really neat stuff. Uh, final question for you here. Um, we, uh, I, I think I understand why you're involved with Aaron Reitzel because he's probably the most badass sprint car driver on the planet. Okay. I get that. But you guys have expanded this year and, and not that that's a slam on Seth Berkman, but you guys have formed a second team. Now you and your father have the decision to get involved even further uh, beyond Aaron's program with, uh, with Seth and his deal. Well, you know, when I was, uh, you know, the 17 car has always been, you know, I've built the 17 car myself and, and um, you know, obviously with my businesses and my family, I don't get the opportunity to go out and uh, and race like I used to and, and be on the road like I used to. So, um, you know, I put that deal together with Seth and, and obviously Seth's coming to support this deal, but he's going to be in his own car this week um, because I'm being a little bit selfish on this deal. And no, but we, we talked about it and, uh, and, and we had a schedule put together with where Seth was going to have so many races and I was going to have so many races. And, um, with all this craziness happened, it kind of just, um, we haven't been racing at all. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool for me. You know, I kind of, when I, when I look at the 17 car, I kind of look at it, how Casey Kane looks at the nine car, you know, he has, he has Brad and he has his team that that's out there. You know, we all want to win, but, um, you know, I, I look at it as Casey has a, a little bit more pride in that nine car when the nine car wins, because Casey's with that car and he goes out there and, and he's the one, I mean, Casey's turning wrenches on it and doing those different things. And, you know, I'm not going to go up to Aaron's car to start cranking weight in the right rear, you know, because, I mean, that's these guys and that, that's, my, that's my primary car. But the 17 car, you know, I like to go to the race even when I'm not racing and, and, and uh, help out and work on him and do different things and, and um, you know, put somebody in the 17 car that can go out and, you know, and outrun Aaron. You know, even though that's my car, you know, I'd love to, to be a part of that. So. Um, the main thing is just have two successful teams and, um, and and continue to have fun, but more so I can help out on the 17 car a lot more and be more involved as not only the car owner with my father and family, but I can help out on, on uh, some of the mechanical side too. So. 
Yes, that makes so much sense, especially knowing Casey so well and, and his his passion for that number nine car and his uh, that you 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 make total sense with what you're saying there. Josh, we encourage everybody tonight to do Speed Shift TV. Of course, Speed Shift TV tonight and tomorrow night for the West Texas Crew Nationals. We wish you the best and we appreciate your time uh, joining us here today on Wing Nation. All right, thank you all very much. And yeah, please tune in and watch. I think it's going to be a great race. So. Sounds like it's going to be a great stack field of race cars. That's Josh Boffman joining us here on Wing Nation. Great to hear Josh Boffman joining us here. And, of course, he has a lot of history with the Lucas Oil ESCS National Tour, as does his driver, Aaron Reitzel, as does his other driver, Seth Bergman. The ASCS National Tour, of course, like everything else, is on hiatus as far as racing goes and the schedule goes. But stay with them. ASCSRacing.com. That's ASCSRacing.com. And I'm sure they'll start to have some races populate their schedule here as we start to open things up just a little bit. We need to step away and more Wing Nation in just a moment. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain. And we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Ride. Passion. Performance. We are, we are, we are Team Driving. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. like to mention the spring rebate is going on right now with Hercules Tires where you can win up to $70 in Visa gift card with four qualifying tire purchase. You can go to HerculesTires.com slash spring rebate to find out more information. This is the time of the program where we love to talk about the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum located in turn number two at Knoxville Raceway. We do it with the birthday calendar. Uh, later this week, Walt James' birthday, Ray Tilly coming up later this week, Russ Garnett. Today, uh, Oscar Red Garnett's birthday, but today would have been the birthday, uh, 98th, uh, 97th birthday of Laverne Nance. He was born in 1923, the class of 1995. He worked in the cotton fields, and then he worked for an aircraft company during World War II. After the war, he founded Nance Machine and Paint Company in Wichita, Kansas. And someone brought a midget car in, and he started to work on it. And someone brought another race car in, and he started to work on it. And, well, you know, the well, there's a lot of details with the rest of the story. Aaron, once someone, once a guy like this, like Vern Nance, gets his hand on a race car, it's tough for him to stop. Oh, absolutely. And he had so many successful drivers. And, I mean, I, can't, I don't know how many races he won, but I sure know about Opperman driving for him and Sammy. I mean, the list went on and on of incredible drivers. Incredible drivers, that's for sure. Incredible drivers and incredible. Uh, he later uh, founded um, Nance Speed Equipment mm -hmm. as well. So the house cars, Sammy won two World of Outlaw Championships with him. Jan Opperman, Jimmy Sills, Jack Hewitt, Mike Peters, Eddie Levitt, Eddie Levitt uh, Alan Sir Jr. raced for him. In the mid-1980s, Aaron, they were cranking out between 80 and 110 cars a year. Oh, huh. 
That's a lot of race cars. Uh, passed away, did Laverne uh, in 2003, but he is forever enshrined in the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is going to enshrine its next class coming up on August 1st. That has been postponed. Uh, this class includes Greg Hotnet, Tim Schaefer, Jeff Swindell, Don Lamberti, uh, Spencer Riggs, Walt Dyer, Paul Leffler, and Bill Cummins, and Aaron, um, our buddy Greg Hodnett, looks like they've got quite a tribute they're putting together for him. They do. I've seen a little sneak peek at the Salute to Champions for Greg Hodnett exhibit. They have eight of Greg's cars, videos, memorabilia, some of his engineering developments, which to me, of course, is very interesting, and it's going to run from May 1st to October 1st. Oh, going to be exciting, that's for sure. SprintCarHOF.com, that's www.SprintCarHOF.com. Got a new partner to the show here. Very excited to bring our friends at Ford Performance on board with us this week and throughout the balance of the season. And what I love about Ford Performance and Ford, and I deal with a lot in my NASCAR dealings, uh, this thing started, okay, we're going to talk about Henry Ford, Aaron, okay? He was racing before there was Ford Motor Company. Mm -hmm. In 1986, his quadricycle, okay? You ever have a quadricycle, Aaron? No. Never had a quadricycle, okay? Reached 20 miles per hour. In 1901, he beat a guy named Alexander Winston, or Winton, that is, in a 10-lap race. Barney Oldfield drove in that race next year in the Ford car, in the Ford 999. Uh, Henry took the money and... Mania and built the Ford Motor Company, and the rest is history, and such a history it is. When you think of Ford, Aaron, with racing, it's absolutely amazing, all of the racing that they do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think of just watching the Ford versus Ferrari movie, but they've been into sports cars and Le Mans and drag racing and, and sprint cars in the past, and now currently they're putting a big push into sprint cars. Absolutely. They're NASCAR racing and in 2020 sprint cars, and hopefully as this thing lifts, we're going to tell you, the Ford 410 story here on Wing Nation. It's going to be an exciting time, that is for sure. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. But, boy, I'll tell you what, fun watching David Gravel and always fun to chat with him. And we get to turn right around and see sprint cars again tonight and tomorrow night with Josh Boffin. So uh, it's almost like summertime, almost. Okay, we're getting there. Big steps. Big steps. Big steps, that's for sure. Hey, Wing Nation Apparel is available at www.wingnation.com. You can check us out there. Make sure you follow all of our social media platforms over the course of time. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. Our YouTube page has all of our interviews on it. Really, really great stuff. We're busy this week. Coming back later this week, Dave Reef is going to join us on our Thursday podcast. And how about this? Lynn Jeffrey is going to join uh, Ashley Strummy and I on our MAV TV show. So uh, I'm telling you, David Gravel, Josh Boffman, Dave Reef, and Linton Jeffrey, that's a pretty good week of talking sprint car racing, Aaron. There is. Nice, nice fun. Hey, we appreciate everyone joining us here. Thanks again to David Gravel and Josh Boffman for joining us. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires. Wing Nation has been brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Watch Wing Nation Saturday mornings on MAV-TV. You can also find Wing Nation on wingnation.com or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like Taylor Swift choosing what to wear. It's looking kind of chilly out today. I think I'll go with a cardigan. 
Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. 